0: Welcome to the Ellie Holbrook podcast, enlightened conversations about all things mindful, therapeutic, and good. Today's guest, we have Melanie Joy Barrett. And Melanie and I had the pleasure of meeting um, early last year through Aubrey Marcus Fit for Service program. And we were able to journey through the year together through that program and dive into the depths. And it has been my pleasure and honor to get to know Melanie and befriend her and witness her work. And I'm just honored to have you here on the podcast today. Thank you, Mel.
1: Yeah, thank you. Thank you for having me. It was really a pleasure when you started joining the Sisters Calls when we first met and Mm -hmm. the conversations that had. It was just alignment.
0: Yes, absolutely. That was something that I was always really drawn to, drawn to listening. And, and, you know, even since um, Fit for Service has kind of, you know, transitioned that Your work on what I I guess I get to witness most on Instagram and even, you know, some of the sharing that we do. I'm really admiring what's unfolding, you know, with your book that you're writing or you have written, right? It's launched. I have
1: written it. It is on pre-sale and it um, launches September 6th, which is a magical date in itself. We can talk about
2: that throughout the year. Yeah.
0: Cool. Wonderful. And then the um, breath work that you're doing, sound healing, and you're such a thought leader in the heroine's journey. So that was something that I was hoping that we could talk a little bit about today. Um, You know, you have such powerful verbiage on the um, concepts and the experience and embodiment of the divine masculine and the divine feminine, like the energies, the embodiments of it. And I would love to hear a little bit more about your thoughts on that. Just tell us like what it is for listeners listeners that don't know. Um,
1: Yeah, yeah. sure. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. Um, So I work with what some people would call polarity therapy, Mm -hmm. um, really diving into the energetics of our system Mm
2: -hmm. from
1: a masculine energy to a feminine energy. I think the best way to think about it is especially in today's society, um, we are androgynous creatures and we have masculine energy and we have feminine energy. And we've been so conditioned that masculine means male body, feminine means female body. And that's not it actually at all, right? Like these are just energetics that we can um, work with within ourselves to come to our most harmonious state and alignment and shift from like a place of reactivity um, to our responsive nature in life. So showing up in, in our highest selves for, for ourselves or the relationships around us. Um, I've really just, you know, I I started honing in on the micro concepts of masculine energies in my body, feminine energies in my body. And my work has really expanded into like the macrocosm of that being masculine society, a masculine driven society in the patriarchy Mm -hmm. to rediscovering what um, feminine societies consisted of 250,000 years ago in matrilineal societies. Mm -hmm. So macro level patriarchy and matriarchy, And then in the micro of our masculine and feminine energies in our body and how those live through that journey. You know, when I first started Aubrey Marcus's program back in 2020, um, there was a year long curriculum on Joseph Campbell's concept of the hero's journey. So Mm -hmm. I studied it for a year and I was really at a point in my life where I was deconstructing my own masculine way of living. Mm -hmm. I was, well, it was like COVID hit in 2020. So I had plenty of time to really dive into (laughs) that. Didn't we all? Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. I had quit corporate. I was tired of the perpetual doing. I was tired of the outward expression, the outward, you know, external validation, you know, all of that. Mm -hmm. And so that year's study on the hero's journey was amazing to understand the story arc that we go through in life. Mm -hmm. Um, But I still felt something was kind of like missing. And I started writing my book. I knew I wanted to write my memoirs. I had started it 10 years prior, but I knew it was time to pick it back up since I had gone through a lot of healing Mm -hmm. in order to kind of rewrite that story from a non-biased standpoint, right? Right.
0: And such a processed perspective. You know, I think when we're sharing things prior to, not that everything, anything's ever fully processed, but yet um, when we can process and look back, we share from such a, such an embodied, grounded.
1: Yeah. And, right. that, and another level of maturity, right? Yeah, exactly. that's, that's the nature of progression is mm-hmm. we're really on a process of individuation through a journey of maturity, mm-hmm. which is another whole discussion. But the hero's journey. I knew something was missing. I was writing my book. I was praying for some type of structure to my book. Like, how do I tell this story in in a way that it makes sense
2: for the reader? Mm
1: -hmm. And that's when I found um, a book called The Heroine's Journey by Mm -hmm. Maureen Murdoch and The Heroine's Journey. So I think it's key to say that Maureen Murdoch was an understudy of Joseph Campbell. And I love this story. It's just fascinating to me. She's, as an understudy of Joseph Campbell, goes to Joseph Campbell and she says, hey, do we need to rewrite this story for the feminine? You know, the, the story arc of the hero's journey, does it play out the same for women? If not, should we rewrite it? Like, what is the story of the feminine life, right? Mm-hmm. And Joseph Campbell basically, basically said, he basically said no. And so she wrote the book. Nice. But essentially what he said was, and this is the interesting part. He said, women don't go on the heroine, on the hero. Women don't go on the hero's journey. Women are already that. Mm. The hero's journey is to get to that place. Yeah. You know, and it's like, wow, what a perspective. But here we are as women wrapped yeah. up in patriarchy, in the masculine um, essence of society, in the hero's journey. Yes. So if we are already that. We've got a lot of muddiedness because we're actually also participating in the hero's journey. Right. So I found the heroine's journey and it felt like I was reading my life. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it all made sense. The stages in, in the heroine's journey just really nailed down where I was in life mm-hmm. um, and provided so much perspective that not only is it the foundation for my book, but it is like the foundation for... Um, what I do with women, bringing them back into rites of passage, um, and back into the feminine essence.
2: Mm-hmm. Yeah.
0: That's beautiful. And that's really profound. And I love what, um, Joseph Campbell said, you know, is that like, we're already, <coughs> pardon me, we're already there. Um, and that as, as a woman myself, um, thinking about how, like we may have our own journey, but even that like that kind of disillusionment, almost, of like, whoa, like I'm I'm already there, but yet we still may feel that we're seeking or searching or journeying or whatever. And so, what do you, what do you say about that? Like, is that more like indoctrination that we we have some deprogramming to do?
1: And then, hundred percent, yeah, a hundred percent, and that's what, um, and that that is. The deprogramming, right? So if the feminine essence is actually kind of like this true divine void from which all of creation came, it is the essence of our being. We were all feminine in the womb before we were masculine, right? Like it is the essence of creation is feminine. We've got a lot of programming going on through the hero's journey, trying to succeed in the masculine society that we live in. There's Mm -hmm. nothing wrong with that. We actually cultivate like some really great attributes through our hero's journey, discipline, um, all things masculine, right? Like strategy, protocol, um, Mm -hmm. boundaries, uh, discernment lives in the feminine, but to execute boundaries lives in the masculine. It's that like linear nation, linear aspect of creation. It um, has a logic, inside. right? Decisive Objection. action.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: Exactly. All of that. So we develop great qualities in that process. Mm-hmm. Um, but there's this moment where we learn that the outward expression just isn't fulfilling anymore. Mm-hmm. And so like, what more is there? And right. this is the heroine's journey. It's the journey within. Yes. It's, the journey within the cave of our body to unlock the innate wisdom to mm-hmm. Joseph Campbell's point that we already are, but right. we have so much programming in the way
2: that mm-hmm. we,
1: right. we can't access it. Mm-hmm. It's muddied. It's muddied water. Right. right. Yeah. Mm-hmm.
0: Uh, yeah. That's powerful. At some point in my, um, I don't know, training education, learning about the polarity of the masculine and the feminine, I was, um, taught or the metaphor came of, um, you know, to understand the differences between like masculine feminine energies and the embodiment of was like, if we look at a house or a building that our, our house is like the masculine would be like the walls and the, you know, the form, the form and structure that makes the house. Whereas the feminine is like, the void space, that utility of the house arises, you know, because that's that's the home, that's where we live. And so that kind of like um, conceptualization always helped me that like in order for it to be most useful, we need both, right? Like we need the structure of the home and we need spaciousness within for Mm -hmm. the living to happen. Mm -hmm. Um, So going inward to that cave, like you said, Mm -hmm. is... Is the feminine and that that void space and like what emerges from there, what drops in from there, and that fluidity and things like that. That's powerful.
1: Yeah. And if we think of like the masculine attributes being really heady, mm-hmm. logical, it's the brain, right? It's mm-hmm. it's it's all of that. But so what is what is the feminine essence? Where does that live in the body? Right. Well, it's exactly that. It lives in the body. We need to drop down from the intellect into the wisdom of the body. I find it so fascinating that. I mean, it's kind of like, you know, a cosmic joke, right? We have our five senses up here. We have our brain up here. There's a lot going on up here. So it's no wonder we're so heady, but... Let's drop back down in the body. What's going on down here? Well, Mm -hmm. there's more neural pathways in the stomach than there is in the the gut than there is in the the brain. There's more neural pathways in the heart than there is in the brain. Mm -hmm. Um, Your intuition lives down there, right? Mm -hmm. Your full body, no, your fuck yes frequency, all that lives in the body. Mm -hmm. We think that to make sense is to make logical sense, but to make sense is actually to make sensation. Sensation lives in the body. It's Mm -hmm. that full body. No, it's that fuck yes frequency. We feel all of that in our body, in our bones, right? Mm -hmm. Um, And I love what you said about the hardware of the house. Mm -hmm. I'm sorry. Yeah, the hardware. The house is the hardware. Mm -hmm. And then you also need the software. And that's the internal void within. Right. Um, Masculine is the container. The feminine is the chaos. Mm -hmm. The dances and plays and flows within the hardware of that container.
0: Right. Powerful, and so many of us are disconnected from our bodies, men and women. You know, and and there's sometimes, um, well, not sometimes. I would say that's always adaptate. You know, ad- adaptive in like learning how to navigate the world with the head and protect ourselves, um, things like that. The dissociation, the whatnot. So, how do you with your with your therapies and with the other work that you're doing? How do you coach women and men? I'm assuming you work with both um, to to practice embodiment, to drop from the head to like full access, you know, of, of, of everything else that we have access to.
1: Yeah. I can't remember who says it. Maybe it's Rumi or it's some, some quote or it's like, it's the longest journey to drop from the head into the heart. Right. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That, that is our life journey to drop back into the heart. Um, so what I like to do to open the body, to activate the body, to receive the wisdom of this material, Um, is somatic work, because ultimately, like anything that I'm speaking, you Mm -hmm. already know. Mm -hmm. I'm talking to your soul that already knows this as true. And there's programming between you and your soul that is keeping you in the head and maybe second guessing if this is true. But when we can get rid of all that program, when we can open the body through somatic work, Mm -hmm. um, the body really opens to receive and even receive. It's just to... Remember, it's just to remember the pieces of us that we forgot. Mm. So, modalities that I use to open the body would be somatic release breath work. Mm -hmm. I do holographic uh, sound healing. I also have been studying Sanskrit mantra for the last couple of years. So, I love the energetic language of Sanskrit mantra um, just because it carries a frequency, all language carries a frequency, which is why it's so important to be careful how you're talking to yourself. Mm -hmm. Your voice is the attunement mechanism to your soul. And if you're telling it to sit down and be quiet and you're not important, that's what you're attuning your entire being to. So that's a whole, so our voices, vibrational medicine, right? Mm -hmm. So sound and breath is the vibration of life, Yeah. right? Breath is the vibration of life that not only cast us into our mother's womb, Mm -hmm. but let's think about the birthing process, right? Mm -hmm. Why is somatic release breath work so important? Well, when you look at holotropic breath work and Stan Grof's model, it's a rebirthing process. But why? Mm -hmm. The breath is the first imprint on our minds. It's our first experience in life. Mm -hmm. Even before we took a breath, we were experiencing our mother's breath. Right. Right. And so it's so important to get back into the breath because that is vitality. Yeah. You know,
0: right. And our breath is our, you know, as a yoga teacher, I always was, um, this kind of hammered into me <laughs> and gently reminded that, you know, like with our breath is, you know, what, what yokes the, the mind, the body, the heart, the body, but it's also really our, um, our direct access even to like our, our nervous system, you know, like we, I think even in the therapy world, we are more and more acknowledging the importance of incorporating the wisdom of our nervous system into therapy, even in a more like Western sense of therapy. And that is, you know, when I'm working with clients and they're like, how do I, you know, drop my heart rate? Like it's the breath. It's that's really the only thing that we have conscious control over of our nervous system and how that, So much power is like embedded in that and um, working with breath work and even the somatic release, you know, I've had a handful of those journeys, like even at Fit for Service with Awaken and, you know, a handful of others. And they've always been such cataclysmic events of like not always being sure what's being accessed. And that's the thing too with the the masculine and the feminine is that we don't have to know with our brains to, to understand and to receive and experience that activation. And in some ways it's best to like gently excuse the mind, you know, the consciousness, the protectors, so that like the rest of ourself, whether that's parts that have been exiled or true self to come through. And that's part of the embodiment that you're talking about as well.
1: Absolutely. Absolutely. One of my teachers says that you know, it's the respiration system. And what are we doing in the respiration system? We're respiring. We are respiring. We are, re-spiring. We are respiriting. We are literally breathing our soul back into our life. Mm-hmm. Respiring, respiriting, mm-hmm. breathing right. our soul back in. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, breath work is such it's just such a powerful embodiment technique. Mm-hmm. And when you talk about intuition. Um, again, we go into the heroine's journey because this is the journey of the heroine mm-hmm. to go back into the exiled pieces of her body that were cast away in a society mm-hmm. that said certain things weren't welcome. Well, what things weren't welcome? Well, mainly two, the emotional body and the intuitive knowing, yep. right? Because like you said, in a masculine society, it's very logical. Everything needs to make budgets and schedules and, and sense mm-hmm. up here, right? but um, in the feminine journey it's really like i always love this example because i stayed in corporate life for over 10 years and in corporate life when you walked into a conference room or the even just the workspace one of the first lessons that i learned mm-hmm. was leave your emotions at the door yeah but guess what our emotional body is the most powerful tool that we have access to yeah emotional body is the most powerful tool of your feminine essence. Mm-hmm. And so when you say, leave your emotions at the door, what are you actually telling me to do? Right. You're telling me to leave my power at the door. Yes. You know, and, and how crushing is that?
0: Right. It's like removing an entire sense, you know, like if we leave our eyesight at the door or we leave our, you know, that like, right. a, a, and also it's not, there, there's such a funny, Trick of the mind that we think that we can leave our emotions at the door. You know, like we actually can't. You know, we can. We can at best suppress and and repress, but there's still percolating. There's still the wind in our sails. And when we are in denial of that, they, you know, then we have no awareness, no control, no consciousness of that. But when we're also like bringing the emotion in, whether that's as um, inspiration or, you know, motivation or something that, or at the very least, just awareness of like, this is information. If I'm yeah. feeling scared, I'm feeling angry, I'm feeling at peace. I'm feeling excited that we're also feeling that, like that resonance, you know, yeah. and that like, it, it, it's such a, it's, it's funny to me when we talk about like separating the emotions, because we really, yeah. can't. maybe we don't lead with emotion, but we really can't separate it
1: again, one of the biggest corporate lessons I had was, Melanie, you need to learn to compartmentalize your life. Mm -hmm. And that was the hero's journey was compartmentalizing my life. And I've spent my entire heroine's journey reintegrating the pieces that were compartmentalized. And you said, you know, we can think that we're suppressing and repressing, but what happens when we suppress Mm -hmm. and repress, we become depressed you know, and, and it leads, and then we, we become contracted in life. Now we're depressed and we are contracted and a contracted body is a contracted mind is a contracted life, right? right? So we need to learn to express all of those pressures that are causing us calcified stress in the body, Right. right? And it's the fullest expression. Like when we have these emotions and we cut them off and we're like, don't, express that, you know, I don't have time. It's not the time. It's not the place. It's not okay. Whatever, whatever Mm -hmm. the, whatever the reasoning is. Um, we, we, uh, geez, I just lost my train of thought.
0: (laughs) Yeah, that's okay. We're (laughs) just in contraction,
1: you know, when we're, when we're contracted, when we're repressed, when Mm -hmm. when we cut the emotions off, we we cut off the full processing, the full process cycle, mm-hmm. and an emotion fully expressed releases that experience. Right, yeah. Stan Groff says a, a fully expressed emotion is that experience's funeral pyre.
0: Right,
1: right. Mm-hmm. So these things don't go away; right. they just become calcified in our body.
0: Right,
1: you know. And so, 20 years later, you've got a trauma from childhood. You're in a breathwork ceremony. You allow the fullest expression to come up from 20 years ago. And then all of a sudden you have this, you're lighter, you know, you're, you're, you're more open, right. you, can't, you can't even connect the dots. And I would invite you, don't even try,
2: mm-hmm. you know, you
1: don't need to know what's in the trash to take it out. You don't go to your kitchen and sift through your garbage before you take it to the dumpster. Right. You Just take it out. Right. And so breath work is really that modality that allows us to just take out this calcified stress in the body yes. that's causing right. us contracted life.
0: Yeah. Beautiful. And when we're not, when we don't have practices. Um, that, that help us you know take out that, per, that metaphorical trash. Um, that is where the nervous system, like you said, it hangs on and it, that's where then it manifests in somatic symptoms, you know, mystery symptoms like IBS or skin issues or autoimmune, you know, different things that are a very real experience, but not rooted in a medical issue. It's an emotional repression that's leading to a medical issue. And our society, I think, is beginning to understand that connection but I can't tell you how many clients I've had over the years that like are so frustrated and defeated by like mystery symptoms that we say, you know, tell me, tell me about your childhood (laughs) tell me about like these things. And they, you know, there's, there's dots that are connected. And yet it's a, it seems like a really mysterious process for many people to feel like, well, how do I, how do I release that? You know, like, because we're going into our head, my head should know how to Unstored this right. trauma and it's not that process.
1: Yeah. yeah. What becomes depressed becomes calcified stress in the system. It becomes dis-ease energetically first, which yeah. then manifests physically as disease. Mm-hmm. We are energetic beings. Mm-hmm. I mean, just think of like a neuron, like a, a, a neutron, proton. It's 99.9% space in every cell of our body. mm mm-hmm. The only thing that's going to penetrate that space is going to be the breath and vibration, right. sound. We are vibratory beings. Mm-hmm. So it makes sense that we go back to, you know, if we get really woo-woo before like Jesus, Jesus had to have sound to say, let there be light.
2: Yeah.
1: You know, and he used the sound to say, let there be yeah. light. And then there was light. Right. Yeah. Um, so we are vibratory beings and mm-hmm. we are, we have energetic fields and we're mm-hmm. somatically relating to everything around us before we put words to it.
0: Right. You know, right. Yep. What we emit and then also what we receive, you know, with with our eyes, with our nervous system, with our own receptors in different ways, you know, that I don't know the percentage exactly, but you know, like probably 80, 90% of what we communicate is nonverbal, you know, just through. Mm-hmm through body language, through micro expressions, through tone inflection, you know, that there's just so much happening without, uh, you know, vocalizing and without knowing in our brains, you know,
1: that's why COVID was so hard for kids, you know, everything like so much is nonverbal,
0: right. You
1: know, we're covering right. our mask. It's like, this is our expression. Yeah. It's not only in the body, but also in our face. Right. right. Mm-hmm. So yeah. Anyways. Yeah. Such yeah, <laughs> that's beautiful.
0: Tell us a little bit about kind of going back to the heroine's journey. Tell us um, a little bit about that. Like, what are what are the steps? What does that What does that process look like um, for you? For me? For for women?
1: Yeah, I mean, we can start with some general um, concepts of the hero's journey, and you'll see some crossover. And just to know, this isn't a linear path. We're cyclic beings, and this is a cyclic path. You can go from this stage to that stage, and you're like, oh, now I'm back over here. And then, so, anyways, but the hero's journey, it's like that call to adventure, Mm -hmm. the outward adventure, the outward expression. Mm -hmm. Um, And then you meet with mentors. What are the mentors? The mentors are outside of yourself. Mm-hmm. Sorry. <laughs> My daughter's mm-hmm. going at the neighbor. Okay. Um, the mentors are outside of ourselves mm-hmm. in the hero's journey. We cross thresholds the thresholds of life, like college, corporate career, accolades, certificates, all of these outward expression, mm-hmm. external validations of life. We mm-hmm. have tests with allies and enemies that are outside of ourselves. Once again, um, You you get the theme here with the hero's journey. So let's dive into the heroine's journey. And it really is an inward expression and an inward journey. The moment that you say no to the patriarchal programming, Mm -hmm. the perpetual doing this, the patriarchal pace of life, Mm -hmm. um, you start the heroine's journey. Yeah. So for women, actually, it's very interesting because it's such a crucial sh- stage. And I discovered this stage as a woman, but I'm now really expanding my horizon to understand how this stage also resonates for men. Mm-hmm. The very first uh, stage in the heroine's journey is separation from the mother, mm-hmm. right? It's such an important stage. And we all experience separation from the mother. But for women, it goes down like this.
2: Mm-hmm
1: this is my process of individuation. It's my search for autonomy. When I'm growing up, I'm going to look to the person most like me to find ways to be different, to understand who I am through my process of individuation. Mm -hmm. So in separation from the feminine, we, women, look to the one that's most like us, our mothers, and we find ways that we want to be different. Mm -hmm. And that's okay. It's organic. But what that leads to is I don't like this about her. I don't like this about her. I want to be different in this way. I want to be different in this way. Reject, separate, find autonomy and individuation. The intricate piece of that is that's the moment that we start separating from our own feminine nature as well Mm -hmm. as within, so without, right? So Mm -hmm. we seek ways to be different from the mother And that is organically where separation from our own feminine begins. Mm -hmm. And then we go on this outward expression, hero's journey of life, to make it in the outside world.
2: Mm -hmm.
1: So separation from the mother, then we go into identification with the masculine. Mm -hmm. Well, what happens in this stage? Two things. We learn to be like men or we learn to be liked by men. Yeah. It's pretty much what we fall into. Mm Mm-hmm in identification with the masculine.
2: Yeah.
1: And that's our outward expression. That is the hero's journey for us. Mm -hmm. So what happens though, then with the the feminine, with the heroine's journey is we go on a road of trials. We -hmm. have the road of trials in the hero's journey, and it usually consists of the enemies outside of us. But the road of trials in the heroine's journey is finding the ogress within. Mm -hmm. It's that adversary voice. Mm-hmm. It's where we sh- cut off our feminine. It's the it's the inner critic, right? Mm-hmm. It's the underdeveloped pieces of us.
2: Mm-hmm. It's,
1: it's ultimately the adversarial voice that keeps mm-hmm. us small. It's mm-hmm. also the patriarchalized society and the programming that keeps us small, mm-hmm. right? right? The suppression of the feminine happens within the patriarchy, not only for women, but for men as well.
0: Right, absolutely. And I think at that point is when... um even when you say like to to be like men and to be liked men. And then at that point of the suppression of the patriarchy, I think as we're kind of grappling with that um, and identifying the patriarchy as women, I see uh, a, a lot of trending and, I, and I, 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 I get it. So there's no like judgment or criti- criticism here, but just this like, we're trying to like rise above the patriarchy by beating the patriarchy. Right. And then that is more patriarchy, (laughs) right? Mm -hmm. Because it's not about men at that point. It's about those energies that are just like,
1: yeah, it's really seedy. And I'm so passionate right now because we are seeing paradigm shifts, like leadership paradigm shifts globally. Mm -hmm. Um, and so we're all healing from the patriarchy and we've all been raised in the patriarchy. It might be good just to kind of define what is patriarchy versus matriarchy.
2: Um,
1: and I like to start here. The patriarchy started five thousand years ago, mm-hmm. and it started with the rise of institutionalized religion. And what did we? What resulted from patriarchy? Um, capitalism, colonialization, mass marketing, consumerism, industrialism, institutionalized education systems. It's all of the power over dominant systems,
2: mm-hmm. right?
1: That keep us in our place, in our box, and and holistically suppress the 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 true authentic expression Mm -hmm. of both the masculine and the feminine in the book, King warrior magician by Robert Moore. I love it because he describes the patriarchy as boy psychology.
2: Mm -hmm. We're
1: all living in a society of uninitiated men and women, Mm -hmm. which keep us in this boy psychology. Yep, It's, it's, it's just a, it's a stage of immaturity and, and no negative connotation attached to immaturity but it does lead to lead to some things that don't allow us to step into our fullest power.
0: Absolutely. 100%. And I was just thinking, as you were saying that, that like it keeps us in kind of locked into an eternal adolescence, either on a you know, micro level as an individual or macro level as the collective. And that's mm-hmm. what we're seeing come to light more. And also the disintegration of, as we're moving into yeah. adulthood, self-sovereign adulthood.
1: Totally. Totally. Um, it keeps us adolescent dependent on the systems mm-hmm. and then we feed the systems. Right. So as we're shifting this leadership paradigm, mm-hmm. it's so seedy in our conscious. So we, we've been in it for 5,000 years. We were raised by our mothers, our mothers, mothers, our mothers, 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 forefathers, fathers, fathers, who are all conditioned under this programming. Mm-hmm. It's, a war, it, it's a society unmothered in the true essence of what the mother is. Mm-hmm. And so what is the mother? Well, then we, and then let's talk about matrilineal societies. Yeah. Matrilineal societies date back as far as, the cat's meowing, 200,000 <laughs> years, right? We talked about the patriarchy, um, the rise of the patriarchy 5,000 years ago. Matrilineal societies span back as far as 5,000 years, I'm sorry, 200,000 years ago.
2: Mm-hmm. And
1: it's not really in the history books that we know through institutionalized education.
2: Right. Mm-hmm. right
1: so there's a huge piece of our wisdom yes. missing in our in our evolutionary process mm-hmm. um so matrilineal societies of a feminine essence this mm-hmm. is a time when earth was religion what mm-hmm. is earth well she's mother earth right. right so it was really a collective society not a power over do- not a power over dominant society mm-hmm. but a collective society in the feminine essence where earth was religion and mm-hmm. what does that mean well that means that our daily tasks were our religion and these are the societies that the first social systems were founded on mm-hmm. and it worked for 200,000 years
2: mm-hmm.
1: so how do we get back into the essence of that and back into the true essence of the mother. Mm -hmm. I like to call it lessening the distance of the triple mother wound. We're Mm -hmm. all walking around disconnected from the earth, mother earth under our feet, our own inner mother that Mm -hmm. holds our container, right? When we can hold ourselves in mother, we can hold the world in mother. Mother Mother's a very triggering word. I'm sure there's people listening, hearing the word mother, like, oh, "Oh, not my mom. You know what I mean? (laughs) Right. Right. Powerful programming. Mm -hmm. She, you know, it's a shift to know, you know, I was really mad at my mom for, for most of my life and through this work, one sentence shifted it for me and for my teacher, Sarah Magdalene, Sarah Durham Wilson.
2: Mm -hmm. Um,
1: I was mad at my mother when I should have been mad for my mother. Yeah. she was also under the suppression of this conditioning. Mm -hmm. You know, she was doing her best to under the programming of the society. So am I. And so are you. Um, but we've really got to be careful with this leadership paradigm shift that we aren't just perpetuating the same systems already in place. Yes. And you see that a lot with white mm-hmm. spiritualism. Right. You're absolutely right. You know, mm-hmm. pay one privileged man at the top all of your money to come get this spiritual experience that is actually causing more harm and pollution to the earth. Right. Okay. Okay. We have ourselves another system that we're actually trying to dismantle.
0: Yes. Looks a little bit different. Mm-hmm. But the same thing, 100%. Mm -hmm.
1: So triple mother wound, just to close that out, Mm -hmm. dissonance with the earth beneath our feet, dissonance with our inner mother, and disconnection from the goddess above. And just note that, well, the patriarchy, the rise of the patriarchy wasn't the invention of the god in the sky. Mm -hmm. Before that, it was goddess, right? Goddess Mm -hmm. was revered. I'm not against God. I love all the masks that spiritualism wear, all of them, Mm -hmm. all of them. So I'm with Jesus too, man. But yeah. <laughs> yes. you know, goddess was rain for two hundred thousand mm-hmm. years, and and who was goddess? Goddess was woman manifest on earth, right? So,
0: mm-hmm. yeah, that is powerful, and thank you for summing that up. I think both the patriarchy, the matriarchy, and the heroine's journey, because that's something that um, you know, even speaking for myself, I'm part of my. Um, work right now is and I and I felt it kind of percolating in now in the last year or so really coming to like just a strong place of conviction in my heart is not only um reconnecting with earth but reconnecting with ourselves as earth. You know, like our, our mind, you know, we're we're so conditioned to experience ourselves as separate, you know, in relation to and that's the ego. You know, our, our ego relates to things as Something separate from us, which isn't all bad. It's partly how we navigate the third dimension. But yet it, it's missing some important components, which is like the union and the separation. And I think that goes for Mother Earth as well as forgetting that we are nature and that we are not witnessing nature, you know, taking care of nature. We are part of Earth. And And we are earth and also as that stewards of, and that's something that I just feel such personal conviction about right now to help that remembrance so that we relate differently, that we take better care and that we remember that we're here on earth right Mm -hmm. now Mm
2: -hmm. to be on
0: earth, not to, you know, ascend when we're not ready or that's where we would be and to live in, you know, places that we're not prepared for. And that, you know, we're, we're here now to be here now.
1: Yeah. And, you know, it's the full cycle of the heroine's journey. Like Mm -hmm. I said, stage one, separation from the mother, metaphorically speaking separation from mother earth separation period so that we can eventually find oneness. It's through separation. We remember oneness. So again, critical stage in life. That's fine. We're here to learn. We're here to evolve. But, um, Separation from the mother happens first, first, and then what happens last? We get buried in the mother. We go back to the dirt. Yeah. So, um, so, so that is the heroine's journey is remembering that oneness. When we go through more stages of like meeting the ogress within, we go through the illusory boon of success, which is really simply put, I make the most money I've ever made and I'm still not happy. That was an illusion. Yeah. I've got the house, the home, the husband, the kids, the metaphorical white picket fence around my life, whatever that looks like for you. And I'm still being quote unquote, bled dry. It was all mm-hmm. an illusion. Like this mm-hmm. isn't happiness. Everything that so- society told me would make me happy. I've got the accolades. Like I'm not at this, what it, I'm still, I'm empty. Right. What else is there? Right. And the, the answer is oneness with yourself. Mm-hmm. So the illusory point, bonus success awakening to spiritual aridity from the God in the sky back to the goddess above, Mm -hmm. you know, understanding that mother Mary and Jesus that was really, you know, what is the Virgin Mary? She's a woman unto herself. It was a story of, of immaculation from a woman unto herself in equal balance with her own masculine and feminine. Mm -hmm. Right. Mm -hmm. So and then we get our invitation to initiate into the goddess mm-hmm. and this is where we need help yeah we're not taught this right we're not taught you know another thing that happened through from matrilineal societies to the patriarchy was we squashed rites of passages mm-hmm. for both men and women mm-hmm. and what happened in rites of passages Well, it's where we went from boy psychology to king psychology or man psychology. It was a rite of passage was welcoming in the next level of maturity. So when we stopped with the rites of passages, one way that it looks for a woman is I started my menstrual cycle in the patriarchy. I put something in it to stuff it and shush it and maybe some birth control to put it over there. But in matrilineal societies through rites of passage, we had ceremony, we yeah. an elder would welcome this young maiden into a new maturity of maidenhood and and more specifically she would welcome her into her own intuitive knowing congratulations you have more psychic abilities now
0: mm-hmm. you know right. right so and and on that note as well with the menstrual cycle even you know with that ritual and ceremony is also like community of women you know like the red tents and that sisterhood and that like um the elderhood that is often missing right now and so even that like you know bringing in to experience that and have that celebrated revered guidance um and you're right right now with the patriarchy it's more just like we'll ignore that how inconvenient you know
1: uh, yeah. And why do, why does the patriarchy want us to be forever young? Like, what What's the point? Right. Right. Yes. Because
2: mm-hmm.
1: in aging comes wisdom. Yes. We are more powerful as we age. Yes. But what happens when we've concretized metaphor, we've concretized aging mm-hmm. through Botox and surgery and, you know, all the things that mm-hmm. we do, we, we fear the aging process because we fear death ultimately, which is another rite of passage, mm-hmm. but um, in, in the patriarchal concrete that paves over the seasonal changes of life, right? It also paves over your seasonal changes of life, Mm -hmm. keeping you forever young, preventing you from welcoming wisdom through aging.
2: Right.
0: Yeah. and, and the resistance of, because I, I often to marvel with um, the resistance of age and yet we age like we're, you know, again, the, the, it's that it's an illusion that, right. The, the Botox only does so much, the surgeries, the, the, whatever it is, you know, and like checking in with the intentions behind it. And also the motivations, is that my idea or is that someone else is projected onto me that I feel like I have to do to
1: hundred percent
0: or right. And so, and that also like, it, it's, We're postponing, not even postponing. We're like doing the silly dance with the inevitable. Well, age.
1: Yeah. And you know, I love the luxuries in life, right? Mm -hmm. Like I'm going to get my nails done. Maybe a little Botox, maybe stay pretty a little longer. Like maybe I was there too, but now I'm like, but but why do I want to get my nails done? Is that a program or is that authentically because like my choice? And so I'm like, do I want to shave my legs? I was taught to shave my legs when I was 12, but is that really the true essence of feminine? Yeah. You know, like what is that gritty, primal feminine, Mm -hmm. you know, and how do we engage that in these leadership paradigm shifts? Like what was that true authentic nature? Right. The earth earth doesn't go around mowing its lawn and grooming grooming (laughs) itself, right? Right. (laughs) Right. Yeah. You know, and when she's ready for rebirth, like. A fire sweeps the land. She burns it down.
0: Right.
1: You know, and that often, you know, that metaphorically happens in our life. And this is why the heroine's journey, certain stages are hard because we're burning it down. We're yes. burning down the programming mm-hmm. and we don't know what's on the other side of that program. I and mean, we haven't been taught what the, pr- the true fri- primal essence of the feminine is.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah. That, that reminds me, as you're saying, the true primal essence is, um, the women who runs with, with wolves. I'm, um, her last name is escaping me the author um yes thank you and she you know defines wild not as like a feral thing which may or may not be but like back to true essence you know our, our truest nature and that is such a return to self is like what is true for me what is my truest expression and and either reconnecting or, or, and sometimes discovering that, you know, again, as we're kind of clearing space for that, you know, of like, what are my thoughts? What are, what are my feelings, my intuitions and having that, like that embodiment of that true self.
1: Exactly. And if you've never met your true self, it can be scary. And the process of discovery is a process of mourning and a process of grief of everything that was Right. So, it's a lot to take on us right. women with this collective feminine, you know, mature feminine rising. Mm-hmm. And I like to say mature versus divine, and we can go into that too. But, yeah. Right? perpetuation of the system, right? Mm-hmm. If we are a bunch of like divine feminine rising, I think of a bunch of women in goddess dresses being uber pretty and doing what? Well, perpetuating the male lens even more. <laughs> exactly. You yes. yes. <laughs> Winning at the patriarchy. Exactly. Stuck in doing? that stage of like, to be like men or to... Sexuality is great. And it's such a powerful force for all of creation. But like, oh, let's be careful, Because we've been over-sexualized enough over the last 5,000 years. Yes. So careful the systems that were accidentally, unconsciously, because we're still in the subconscious programming until we bring it to conscious awareness to integrate it, Mm -hmm. respond differently. Mm -hmm. Right? Mm -hmm. Be careful what we're perpetuating. Really get to know yourself. Right. I mean, even, did- for this, even for this call, I put my eyebrows on because I was yeah. like, oh. and then when I got on the call, I what did I tell you? I was like, oh my god, they're so dark. What did yeah. I do to myself? I'm getting used to like no makeup, just the essence. Like I'm trying to learn my own essence of just me right, right.
0: now, right?
1: You know, which is why I love working women, working with women through this work because it's mm-hmm. like. It's like buffalo medicine, shoulder to shoulder. Let's weather the storm, sister. Let's sit in circle again.
0: Right. You yeah. uh, know. Yes. And women, I I feel that women, we have that um, that primal call and that primal knowing how, you know, to have collective. And I talk about this a lot with my clients, that, you know, women to women, we're often just inherently know how to like hold space and how to when we're when we're calling one another to process information, that we just we can listen. We might reflect back some things. We might offer, you know, a few things, but ultimately we just kind of know. And that's why we have girls night and girls trips and, yeah. you know, things that are just a modern expression of like the co- the collective that is so necessary for women and sisterhood and yeah. um, that lineage. Yeah. Same where you said something interesting about um, the mature feminine as opposed to the divine feminine. I'd love to hear more about your thoughts on that.
1: Yeah, it was just what I was going into of like, you Mm -hmm. know, we see it all over Instagram with divine feminine rising and goddess in a goddess dress. And so it's really like, I I really want to hone in on the word mature feminine, right? Mm -hmm. Because what is mature feminine leadership? Mm -hmm. We haven't seen it before. (laughs) We can study matrilineal societies for a reference point to what that may be. but through like, okay, so it's not going to be just matrilineal societies. We are in modern day society. So it's how are those attributes going to be reflected now in modern day? And it's also not the patriarchy because we're over the boy psychology, right? So it's not that, it's not that. So what is it going to be? And Deepak Chopra says it, he said it, it's on my Instagram, but he says, a lot of people have said it actually. I've read it in so many books of like, if it is... The feminine essence that's going to take humanity to higher states of consciousness, mm-hmm. then it's the feminine archetypes that we can lean on um, as a roadmap to what those attributes that we need to cultivate actually are. Mm-hmm. So, in talking about mature feminine leadership, I'm in a rabbit hole of like, what is mature feminine leadership?
2: Yeah.
1: Let's define it mature, mm-hmm. right? Let's take apart that word, ma, chur. Mm-hmm. Ma is literally the, ska- the Sanskrit term for mother. Yeah. Mature, mm-hmm. nature, mm-hmm. true organic state.
2: Mm-hmm. The
1: true organic state of the mother is mature. Yeah. So let's look at the mother archetype. And I work with five archetypes that live within the mother. And, mm-hmm. and, and it's, such a, it's such a tangible model
2: mm-hmm. to
1: define mature feminine leadership through mm-hmm. these five archetypes of the mother. And really it's just in alignment with the attributes of mother earth under our feet. Mm-hmm. She's regenerative. She's cyclic. She's seasonal changes. She's all nurturing, all receiving. Um, this would be what I would like to call cherishing mother attributes that mm-hmm. live within the mother. But we also have the dark mother, mm-hmm. right? What is the dark mother? Well, she's the mother that she's the fire that sweeps the wilderness death mm-hmm. on behalf of new, of new life, right? She's, Relentless in speaking the truth that will dismantle the systems Mm -hmm. in order for, right? She's death only on behalf of new life to come through. She Mm -hmm. knows that this thing must die because something is trying to be born in its place. Yeah, You know, Mm -hmm. self-cherishing mother, dark mother. We also have the death mother. Mm-hmm. This is the patriarchalized mother. Sorry for my middle finger. It's okay. I guess it's kind of actually relevant. <laughs> right? But it's the patriarchalized mother. This So dark mother kills on behalf of new life. It's very much Kali energy, Black Madonna, ISIS, right? Um, but then you have the death mother, and she's really the par- patriarchalized mother that does the bidding on behalf of the patriarchy. So mm-hmm. she's going to be perpetuating those systems in your life that keep you small. Sounds like the inner critic, sounds like the adversarial voice, sounds like the shadow side of the child, saboteur, victim, and prostitute, Mm -hmm. right? Those things keeping you small. It's really shadowy.
2: Yeah.
1: Um, And then I walk women through cultivating their inner mother. And that's where we actually look at your mother Mm -hmm. and the mother that you want to be or needed, Mm -hmm. right? Mm -hmm. Um, Attributes you want to keep and attributes you don't need to carry forward in the lineage,
2: Mm -hmm. right?
1: Um, And then that ultimately brings us back to um, the great mother of all, which is going to lessen the distance of that triple mother wounding. Mm -hmm. Um, So mature feminine leadership, right? Right. Natural organic state of the mother, Mm -hmm. feminine, right? Peaceful, play, flow, all receiving, rejuvenative. She's the arts. She's the muse. She is that intuitive nature, the all knowing, Um, she's the unknown spaces where miracles occur. Yeah. I love this. Yeah. Feminine is the unknown spaces where miracles occur. If we want to get back to a more miraculous life, we need to, we need to remember our feminine essence. Right. Yeah. Yeah.
0: This is beautiful. This reminds me a lot as well of the, um, the spiritual idea of co-creation, you know, that we're working in, not working necessarily, we're existing in um, tandem with, you know, so many other forces, be it the universe, God, the goddess, whatever. Um, and that there's, it, it's it's a shared experience, you know, whereas when we are in, you know, the, the patriarchy, for example, it's all this like working and kind of playing God that like, in order to have these results i have to do these things which is an element of co-creation like we we have a role right but it's not all on us and getting back to the mature mother and that um that authority within ourselves our sovereign um that it we get to we get to dance with both
1: we do get to dance with both and it's mm-hmm. like you said the the patriarchy where it's like to do all of those things mm-hmm. whereas the divine mother is being Already <laughs> that thing, like we talked about with the hero's journey, right. right? Women don't go on it because they're already that thing, right? That's the divine mother. That is the feminine essence. She is already that. She just bees. <laughs> yes, right, <laughs> bees.
2: State
1: of life, and 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 we need both. Like, yeah. right? It's not about castrating anything out. And yes. it really brings us back to the, to the heroine's journey again of initiation into the goddess mm-hmm. back down. You can see it in myths like Persephone and Inanna, um, to healing the mother daughter split, mm-hmm. right. Which is, which is healing our own feminine within, because that's mm-hmm. what happens during the mother daughter split. And then we heal our wounded masculine.
2: Mm-hmm. And
1: then what is it? Well, it's integration of the masculine and the feminine for a right. life of fullness,
0: right? You know? right so which is the ultimate not that any of this is the goal that's <laughs> such patriarchal language right but also that's the ultimate um the ultimate goal for lack of a better word in this moment of like the marriage of both and the integration of both and not to be having ended on one or the other um and the necessity of both that's that's where we're heading
1: immaculate immaculate conception right Mm -hmm. a a, a woman unto herself the feminine unto her masculine
0: Mm -hmm.
1: right as an energy as energetics on our journey for wholeness right yeah yeah
0: Yeah. this is really powerful
1: yeah i I love love it so much thank you yeah Yeah. and it's and
0: it's so it's so necessary and i think it's a it, it To me, it feels like a, a very affirmative of an inner wisdom, you know, of a direction that we feel like we're kind of on the right path. But like you said, it's not taught. It's not known fully yet from our lived experience so far. And yet there's this feeling of like affirmation that like this is where we're heading. This is what is to emerge and that it just feels like... A, T- t- true with a capital T, you know, that just the, the higher order truth. Um, yeah. That's powerful. So tell us a, um, a little bit about, you know, you, you have a book launch in September. Tell us about yeah. that.
1: Yeah. I've been writing my memoirs for, you know, I said, I started them 10 years ago
2: mm-hmm.
1: and I put it down cause I was not healed yeah. on that journey yet. Right. But the last couple of years, I really dove deep into my healing and I picked the book back up and I completed it. So it's called Descent to Wholeness, A Heroine's Journey.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: And what what is the descent to wholeness? It's the yeah. descent within to integrate that masculine feminine. So Descent to Wholeness, A Heroine's Journey. Mm-hmm. It comes out September 6th. Okay. It's all about healing the mother and it comes out on my mother's birthday. And mm-hmm. I didn't pick that date. That's just the date my publisher gave me. So it was very special. I'm really excited about that.
0: Yeah. 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 Mm yeah. What a full circle gift.
1: Full circle, you know, and again, that shift of like, I was mad at my mom when I should have been mad for my mom. And a little bit about my story too, is like, um, I had my daughter, like you had your son, we were 18. I was 18 when I had my daughter Mm-hmm. She was at my high school graduation and my college graduation, you know, it was sink or swim in mm-hmm. this masculine perpetual doing society. And I, ne- I didn't sink. I definitely was swimming. Yep. I felt like I was drowning more than once, but mm-hmm. you know, we made it. Yep. <laughs> um, so that whole story, you know, through my battles with addiction, through relationships, mm-hmm. um, through excavating my own toxic patterns Mm-hmm. um, understanding radical accountability in my life. Right. It's not, why is every narcissist attracted to you? It's why are you the perfect match for one? Yeah. Right? Why are you
0: attracted to them? <laughs> yeah,
1: yeah. Yeah. Why are you, why are you the perfect fit? It's a trauma bond. Yeah. Ultimately, mm-hmm. if, if the relationships that you're in are creating more trauma in your life, you're probably bonding on a trauma that occurred in your childhood. That is just a good fit. Right. You know, for the perpetuation of those traumas to
2: mm-hmm. continue, we right. know
1: how to deal. We know how to deal with them. They're normal. Mm-hmm. Right. We, we alchemized them a long time ago. Is something that we can manage in life, right? Um, so yeah, it's just a journey through through my life, through my, my through my so-called corporate life. Talk all about mm-hmm. my corporate career, and mm-hmm. I talk about my um, journey with plant medicines as well in the excavation of all my programming and. Mm-hmm. A lot of dream analysis. Um mm-hmm. this journey has led me in my professional life to um Carl Jung's work and working with the archetypes, a lot mm-hmm. of the feminine archetypes, Clarissa Pinkle's SD's,
2: mm-hmm. um,
1: as well as Marian Woodman's lineage. I
2: mm-hmm.
1: really focus on um the thresholds within the maiden to mother yeah. rights of passage, right? On our process of individuation, but also mm-hmm. on our progressive maturity, right? right. 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 Yeah. Society unmothers, so we have to learn how to hold ourselves and mother. Yeah. You know.
0: Mm -hmm. Yeah, that's beautiful, and that's. Um, I look forward to reading your story. Our, as you know, our paths have so many, um, mirrors to you know mirrored experiences and growth cycles and you know ebbs and flows and highs and lows. And that's. Um, I look forward to that, and I think women generally and men, you know, but women generally even. And we relate so much, you know, even when we don't have shared experiences on the external level, that internally there's so much that we can find like compassion and empathy in the shared experience of, like, yes, I felt that way too. And that's important for us to give voice to.
1: It's 100% why I love um Carl Jung's work and the archetypes and the experiences that live in the yeah. collective conscious, you know, right. because. There's nothing that I've been through that someone else in this, in the dawn of all of human evolution hasn't also been through. Right. So we can relate. We can relate on that level, Yes, you know, and mm-hmm. by compassion and collective, collective, collective gain of the society and holding each other in that healing, you know? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Right. Beautiful.
0: Melanie well, thank you so much this is such a gift and you are such a powerful voice for the feminine the masculine the patriarchy the matriarchy and um such needed information to share that i know that so many people will relate to and resonate with so if we want to reach out where do we find you
1: um you can go to my website mm-hmm. themelaniejoyspeaks.com for mm-hmm. men's and women's programs mm-hmm. i also have a sound healing website It's Mm sacredheartsoundhealing.com. You can find my somatic work um, there. There's a little somatic work on the Melanie Joy Speaks as well. Sure. Um, But that's more for one-on-one coaching, retreats, workshops. um, Whereas my somatic website is for all my sound healing, mantra, and breath work. Yeah. Yeah.
0: Wonderful. Thank you. And I will um, add all this to the show notes for people to reference.
1: Great. Great. Thank you again. So nice talking with you.
2: Mm. My pleasure. Yeah. Let's see. How do I end the recording?